welcome back. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, I believe it's episode 18 now. Yeah. Uh, with several specials, lots of content. <laughs> Hope you've been liking it. Uh, it's kept us all sane, at Definitely least the three of us. Doing it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this uh, this week's been a fun week. There's been a lot of uh, political stuff going on municipally, yeah. provincially, federally, and internationally. And uh, we also want to talk about some uh, results. We all took tests. Oh, uh, yeah. Adam, I'm sorry, man. Uh, you got the you got the uh, you got the hiv. The what? Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> not those tests. Uh, put those away. Uh, we do. We took uh, the nine axis <laughs> political tests, and it tests nine axes of uh, you know your uh, your uh, political uh, beliefs. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it'll be a fun little conversation. We'll try to link the uh, test if you want to take it yourself, and uh, yeah, just gonna have some fun. So Tristan, uh, how was? How was your week, man? What's uh, what's new in the left's uh, <laughs> left side of things? Other uh, than the usual suicide neo-fascism. Oh, yeah. All that fun <laughs> stuff. I love that neo-fascism is associated with the left. I mean, it's, it, it, it is coming from that side. It's just fucking upsetting. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, week's been pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same old, same old. Get to hang out with my daughter. It's hot as all hell, which I would love if this heat wave would stop, to yep. be honest. We're, I'm doing uh, the 1980s to, headband today. Yeah, we're supposed to get uh, <sighs> decent good. weather this Thanks, weekend. Thanks. It's uh, I'm hoping this weekend it's supposed to be like 20 or 21. I'm yeah. like, oh, please, that'd be nice. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's been uh, it's been pretty straightforward. I'm seeing a lot of those yard signs up, which is why uh, I wanted to to chat about those mu- municipal elections coming up. Uh, just kind of do an overview, kind of what's coming up, because we live in Edmonton, Alberta, and municipal elections coming up later this Chapital year. Edmonton, Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we got to do it in French too, guys. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Well, got to do it in Belgian. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flemish. <laughs> Who speaks Flemish? Yeah, not me. <laughs> Uh, See, it's I, nice. That we I, got I'm that. thinking it's a guy with a VPN at this point, but like, I, I don't yeah, know. Probably. Maybe, maybe I'll land in Belgium one day. They'll be like, Mister Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't know what the hell we look at, look like, though. Unfortunately, they're gonna uh, have they, to just they, go by voice. Yeah, they'll like, know the I'd voice. be checking into the hotel, yeah. and the the checkout lady will just, yeah, is that is your voice? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh. But uh, but yeah, no, just. Uh, other than that, I'm just saying, yeah, it's, I found it was, it was really funny because I've, uh, I was car shopping. So driving all over Edmonton and you go to different neighborhoods all the time, right? Cause I'm looking like at private sales and every neighborhood has different collections of signs. And it's so funny how like people, you know, like seem to clutter together, together in like small segments on a block, all of the same sign. But then it's also funny when you see like the one like sore thumb sticking out that's the complete opposite of everything in the area and so you just know the other people aren't putting up signs because they're like this dude's pretty extreme we might just want to be quiet about our position and this like, guy's too happy and white yeah i don't want to question his choices. <laughs> yeah do you have a lawn sign tristan just uh, of curious. course not okay yeah no i i, I don't i I, don't I, I, I never understood the the idea of i mean first of all the funny stuff is like when you have like a green candidate and they've got these plastic lawn signs that just fucking go going yeah. like straight into the trash afterwards, like by the thousands. Laughing. Like that that's one of the funnier things. But but yeah, I just I couldn't I can never get behind it. I'm like, I 
I mean, you already know. I don't believe that democracy exists. These guys don't have to do shit. They don't have to do anything that they say they're going to do. Absolutely. True. And I just got to check if my dog's inside half a second. Fair enough. Half a second. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> um, it, it, that it, happened. What is it? Like, just uh, bringing awareness to, to your your favorite candidate around town, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess there's a point, but it's just, to me... It's it's so weird because they it is weird they to have me. no reason to to do whatever they say they're gonna do and they always have like like the major point they want to make right and that's really all you have to look at and if you look at like their minor policies all of them line up slightly with what that major point is and so like you'll have somebody who's like oh we're gonna be like pro business and so pro business is going to be anti labor unions. Right, just just naturally, and it's going to be sure. uh, uh, anti-minimum wage increases by default. It's going to be anti-labor uh, protection laws. Uh, it's going to be pro-business in every way. Um, that's what it means. And so the problem is, is that people conflate things like uh, pro-business position with like pro-small business or. Uh, well, that's what you I know your personal to, business, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's that's the problem, right? Is like it's it's a clear message that they're actually going to try and take your rights away, not actually give you more. Well, is it and, so bad for me to just like hope and think that maybe my government would have my my best interests in mind? Well, like it's it's the problem is is more like. You could hope, but you you have to look past that first step, right? Like to me, like the there's different candidates that you look at, right? And when you hear pro business and you and you understand that 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 to be as I kind of explained there, depending on what their supporting positions are, but typically they're anti union, uh, so anti collective bargaining, um, and so they tend to be pro anything that is good for the bottom line of major corporations that can back their campaigns. That tends to be what those pro-business people are. They're not good, good necessarily for the bottom line. The reason why a lot of people in Alberta, I think, see that is because historically, that has been the big oil companies, and because of that, big oil has always trickled down. But that Albertans are also kind of blind to the fact that, that those are no not going to be the sole major investors going forward, and we need to understand that it's not going to have that same uh, massive effect that the oil booms did. This is going to be a lot more micro and it's not it. it, People, people have to be a little bit more critical when they read things. So you want people that are saying things that we've been talking about. Like if I'm to use the, the Edmonton candidates, uh, funny enough, the guy that I, I actually kind of like, just based off of the little spiel that I read on CBC, or was it CBC? Yeah, CBC. Uh, was Brian Breezy Gregg, the Edmonton musician. Because, Breezy Gregg? Yeah. I don't know who that is, but he uh, his, pla- his major platform uh, priorities are things that we talked about. So the partial list is getting big money out of politics, creating affordable housing, um, free transit, Incorporating citywide, uh, citywide, wide free Wi-Fi, which is pretty straightforward. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. yeah. Like Vancouver's done that, uh, and you can do that pretty straightforward. Just kind of in all public areas, or yeah. It's actually wow. really interesting when you go down to the states and you look at that because a lot of municipalities set up their own internet, 
and kicked out a lot of these like big cell companies. Yeah. And uh, like it's a lot cheaper for these municipalities to create oh, their 100%. own internet too. Yeah. And that would be something I'd be really interested in looking into because it also ties into the whole net neutrality issue. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you've got these big companies that own your city internet, you know, or your internet, they can basically control the speeds at which you know certain sites uh, can upload. They can cut down the upload speeds. And these are all issues that are propagating from the states, uh, you know, kind of going back on their net neutrality laws. And the, the beautiful thing is a lot of the uh, even more right-leaning states down south uh, have started uh, basically developing their own internet uh, in their cities. And then the municipality, they sell it to them, right? They're like, well, oh, hey, yeah, you I mean, want internet In connection? the U.S., it was so bad. Yeah. Like, they're only recently getting high-speed internet in a lot of places. And, and That's a big thing Like, right outside now. of metropolitan yeah. areas. But it's and also it's because, cell service, too. Well, what, well, yeah, cell service, there was always coverage, but it was it was always, like prohibitive in, Barely in certain areas well it's funny because like whenever like you get american tourists traveling to places and they, they they'll always take a picture or they'll mention you know how cheap uh cell service is in europe yeah you know as opposed <clears throat> to here and you know the cell service obviously comes back and says well we got a lot more ground to cover who do you well, think's planting all that cable but at the Can end of the Canada day is way more expensive than the u.s that's exactly it and canada is the most expensive uh per gigabyte in the world oh. and not by a small like in the developed world didn't chris hatfield say. get like a 1.7 million dollar phone bill because he was in space streaming oh i have no idea what the yeah, fuck? i remember that yeah he uh he, shit. He made the news because he he was up in the i think the that's where the satellites are come on that's not long distance <laughs> yeah that's about as close distance as you need to be come on <laughs> normally it has to go <laughs> two ways just like Come boom on. straight down doesn't even have to get hit the satellite <laughs> no. just straight away laser yeah. beam it uh, no but he was apparently know roaming because he'd be over like <laughs> well, yeah, africa he is roaming, and then yeah, yeah he's definitely yeah, he's roaming very fast too sure. um i did hear that uh <laughs> up in canada here we might be getting a uh, like sprint oh wireless. yeah yeah that would be, oh, be too bad. That. I know my neighborhood's getting fiber, and I'm 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 stoked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only problem North is sides doing it too. The, they 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 put the fiber to the box, and oh, then yeah. it's you know it's fucking copper to your house. But since I'm with Telus, they're like, "Yo, your house is right by the box. You want us to do the optic wiring into your house?" So it's like, "Fuck yeah!" Because uh, like it, it 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 literally you get a little bit of resistance compared to none. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I, I was please. in, I was in, uh, so I, my, I used to live in Kamloops and Kamloops was the first city in Canada to get fiber optics, uh, mm -hmm. for TELUS's rollout. And so, wow. uh, I got fiber optics when it first rolled out Yeah, and it is so nice. Oh, it's yeah. the fastest. Yeah. There's nothing like we would run so many different things at once and it, and nothing stopped. Yeah. It was beautiful. I, uh, I recently heard, uh, just before I left here, uh, to come, to come do this podcast that, uh. They got uh, evacuation order in Kamloops right now for fires. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I don't know what the Jeez. hell's going to happen there. Yeah, my buddy lives there, and he's been sending me videos, and literally yeah. they were, like, water bombing, like, right behind. Oh, shit. Hey. Uh, like, there's this, like, house, and then there was this hill, and they were water bombing the hill. Yeah. Right? Jeez. And it was probably, like, I don't know, 500 yards away. I was like, fuck, man. He's like, yeah, yeah they, there might be an evacuation notice tonight. <laughs> say this <laughs> like, fuck man Jeez. that's why i like living in alberta no rats yeah no poisonous snakes because <laughs> rats are no illegal well <laughs> it's great yeah kinds are disgusting kinds of funniest thing ever no it's fucking not rats are disgusting disease carrying vermin but it's just funny that they're illegal well yeah they should be like you don't want these but obvious it, nards 
bringing rats in and then did you know there's a place in Colombia <laughs> where they have fucking hippos now because Pablo was Escobar was bringing of worms. In hippos no man like this is, <laughs> this is real shit like it, you, you can't you can't bring a, a species like that in you know they, they started the black plague Jesus. for fuck's sakes man yeah. like rats are horrible I'm well sorry. also fleas <laughs> and shit like that um by the way you can't see this but off camera oh there it is Evan just uh, v-cut a cigar. I rarely V cut, but today's does, the day. He does not V cut. What do you, What are you smoking there, by the way? Since we're on the subject. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, this is probably one of my favorite cigars, uh, J C Newman's uh, Diamond Crown series, the Maximus. Um, it's uh, it's it's a terrific blend of uh, this great Dominican and Nicaraguan tobacco, and uh, I, I gotta say, like they uh, they really nailed it with their whole. Uh, diamond crown lineup like it's it's a little older like i think it started in the 90s and uh they basically got the rights to start rolling cigars in the fuente factory uh in the dominican uh, which was huge for their business uh but uh if you read like the fuente story as well really salt of the earth guy uh family business and you know just every generation just it got better you know and uh really passionate cares about the community and, you know, the cigar community, like, developing this cigar, there's certain positions they don't hire men for. I mean, the cigar industry employs thousands of women and pays them well. Yes. You know? And, you know, it's it, it's it's a shame that we tax it the way we do. And they're and artists. we punish the... They're not uh, just workers. ...the like tobacconists the... In, in modern days. Because if we went back to the, the even 50 years, the, 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 the laws they're coming out with against tobacco... Um, it's not I, against I think, tobacco; it's against nicotine, and it's the the reason for it is the same reason that they have all the taxes associated with alcohol and any kind of substance, right? Yeah, but they want to make it expensive for pleasure. They're inherently draconian towards tobacco, uh, in, in my opinion. Well, cap capitalism is is anti human pleasure. <laughs> like I what? would disagree. <laughs> I I think that the on mass. The things that can escapism, nicotine helps with escapism, anti-anxiety, weed escapism, right? Alcohol is a depressant. Yeah, okay. Right? Nicotine was, way, has been accepted for a that. long, long time historically, right? The, yeah. the, the big thing was that it was incredibly, you know, costly from a life perspective. Oh, yeah, that's good. And that's been proven unequivocally. So, like, oh, oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh shit! Really? Now Me that too, I actually. noticed that right there, uh, Sam, we're back. Jesus, uh, yeah, sorry about that, guys. It's never happened before. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, we've had cigars in this room many a time, and yeah. my security system's never had a problem with it. But today, different, today was the day. Different, yeah. uh, different. Yeah. Well, I think well, anyway. the, the, just to touch on why we're, it's taxed so much. So, like, if you look at the statistics in terms of uh, 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 health-related uh, illnesses based off of nicotine use and tobacco use. Oh, hold on. So, security company. Okay. Uh, hello? Yeah, He's I was just make having a cigar down here, and it just oh. went off. I've done it before, and it's never done this, so... Everything's fine. Oh, we just wanted oh, to make sure you were okay. I thought for sure he's going to yeah, say he was cooking. <laughs> All Impressive. good, man. Okay, you guys have a good night. Thanks, man. Cheers. Okay, bye. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, he's like, yeah, have fun with that cigar, man. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to be like, oh, I was cooking. No, oh, just be honest, man. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, no, I. But yeah, I, like if you look, it, like especially in Canada, it makes sense because we have healthcare that's universal, and and so it's got to cover the cost in some direction. Well, yeah, but you don't need to go plain packaging would, shit. And here's the thing: like, I get smoking is bad, inhaling smoke is bad, the cigarettes they're bad. Cigar is completely different animal. You know, I wouldn't say completely. Well, it's it's you don't inhale the smoke for one. You know, it's it, in your mouth. It, it reacts it, with it your mucous your membrane, throat. not your lungs. You know, not your not your not your broccoli, your bro okay. bronchioli, whatever the fucks. Yeah, the broccoli looking <laughs> things. <laughs> your bronchioles. bronchioles, bronchioles. Sorry, and uh, yeah, it's. It, 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 I think it, it, it. Obviously, you can still get mouth cancer. Yeah. But most people <clears throat> brush their teeth. There's fluoride in the water now. It's not the 1800s. <laughs> I mean, like let's. It, there, there are checks and balances in place. I, I'm fine paying an extra tax. That I'm should be fine. your check, like catchphrase you know, or something. At, at the end of the day, this is the system. But why are we going after but if labels? They, why are we going after nicotine content? Yeah, that, that it's like I the don't gun like. laws. It's like, well, why are we going after this rifle and not this one? And I don't want to start saying brands because they make shit illegal because it looks scary. And it's political theater. Oh, did you see the oh. sh the shoelace is a rifle I can't now. entirely disagree with that. Like, the statement itself is true and, and correct. But in the case of tobacco, like, I'm not talking cigars sp uh, specifically, but, but you can't just blanket all of tobacco. But you have to if you're a, a federal regulator. It's like the same way that they have to do, like, chemicals at, like, at, like an opiate base. You know what? It's weird. That can they be used in, like, different they, purities, right? They, they yeah. don't really... I mean, they do the same thing with weed, but there's different... They treat things... They no, do, they don't. no, they don't. No, they don't. Weed and hemp, we've already talked no, about they that. Don't. Weed and hemp yeah. are regulated under the same fucking re rule, which is absolutely obscure, right? Because yeah. hemp is a... It's not a different plant, but it's such a different variation chemically yeah. that it ha It doesn't... It doesn't have... Like, the, the, if you look at the actual law, when they put why they're regulating it, it they talk about health-related things, and they have 650 page, uh, pages of medical documents submitted uh, supporting uh, regulating THC for specific incidents, right? Sure. From from uh, use in adolescence. So uh, people using it under the age of 25, uh, it can mess with your your uh, some of your receptors in your brain and uh, specifically your dopamine receptors and kind of numb them slightly, making mm -hmm. it so that it's harder to actually have a, high, a higher dopamine uh, reaction later on in life. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, and then uh, they also have, you know, driving impairment-related things, general impairment-related things, short-term memory-related things. But the flip side of it is, is that the CBD is mentioned a handful of times in there and only as neuroprotective, so as a counteractive to THC. So if you're having an anxiety attack from THC, it says that using CBD can actually reverse that anxiety attack. And so anybody who's having like a really bad uh, effect by, from, from smoking hot, too potent THC can supposedly dab some CBD or use some oil or whatever mm -hmm. their method and yeah. uh and reduce the effects so but that but that's I've what i mean like that. that's the, interesting yeah so like but but that's what i mean like the hemp hemp and weed are two entirely different like uh carriers when it comes to like the chemical blend so hemp is is very very cbd potent 
and sure. weed is much more THC and they actually grow in imbalance. So if you grow a hemp plant close to a THC plant, then uh, the pollen from the hemp plant is so much stronger than the THC plant that uh, the next generation will of THC plant will be incredibly uh, weak. Mm-hmm. Like significantly, sometimes as much as eighty percent weaker than the original batch. That's crazy. And if and if anyone is uh, interested in trying Pure Sun Farms, uh, I believe it's just called CBD Hybrid or something, and it's like sixteen percent CBD, like point one percent THC. What's that do to you? And that, so like, Wait, I had I had CBD? a joint. Yeah, yeah like, well, it does. It doesn't fuck you up though. Like, Honestly, no, it, it's it, almost it, like a it, weird like uh, anti anxiety. Uh, it doesn't do anything psychoactive, but yeah, apparently it's supposed to be very relaxing and well, very good for I can't. Pain. I, it's not that it's not psychoactive. I, it's it's you're right in to in to say that it's not psychoactive because it's not. It's neuroprotective, but one of the effects it has is anti-anxiety, and so for people who have sure. anxiety, that I would call that kind of psychoactive, or at least having a neurological effect, because. Yeah. It calms me down. Like I have, I I actually make CBD bath bombs and things like that. Yeah, that's and right too. Those calm me right down. Yeah, and they're, they're yeah. good if you're like a back pain stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. That. and um, you I, just get that relaxation. It's just funny because like you ask people about like a THC high, and everybody like has got a different experience. Yeah, but you know CBD, it's just oh, it's anti-inflammatory. Yeah, and it's just kind of weird. You know, but that's like, what I mean. And like that's what they regulate it yeah. that together. So even to think like the distinction between cigars and cigarettes is fucking muddied at best. Right, I, would, I, I know that, I know all, that there's a large pleasure amount and the way you smoke it, all of that. But the difference between hemp and weed is so fucking drastic, and they still consider it the same thing. That, right? So I'm like, all I'm saying is that there, there's a broad fucking definition that they are just the the legal yeah. system is just kind of inept, right? And yeah. so they have to make it broad and stupid so that the there's less wiggle room for the people. Yeah. Well, basically, what what, what gets the, me here. Is you have one of the most successful businesses other than the, other than the drug trade coming out of uh, the South South America, and you know it's 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 educating women, it's employing people of all you know races, religions, and beliefs, and you know it's giving them a, a livable wage and you know yeah. a, a great product. And when we stop that, and we continually support the drug trade by the war on drugs, we continue to do. All we're doing is pushing people like that that were working yeah. in factories, honest jobs, into the drug trade, into the, the dangerous world of the cartels. And if I was looking at the legislation they're putting on cigars, specifically, I'm talking cigars, it's not fair. Uh, it, it, to, to, to do a plain package, like... Imagine, like a plain it, package cigar doesn't make any sense. It makes and no that, sense. And, and, I, and I totally... I understand that, like that, that part it makes absolutely no sense. I, it, it doesn't. It, it's it's insane. I'll to tell me you what, but I do get why. Um, why? Uh, and I don't get why alcohol isn't doing. That's the same exactly thing. it. Yeah. Because minors are allowed in al- in in liquor stores. Minors, I think, are allowed in some smoke shops. Yeah. I, I'm not too sure they, about they, that. I think they even I know started selling. Aren't allowed in smoke shops. No, as hey. Far as I'm aware. Well then, see that then. What well the, then, they can then, go in convenience stores. Then, well, but that's yeah. why they put all that shit up. 
Well, yeah, so you that, can't see it. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, that sure, was a huge sure. that. So a lot. So the funny thing is, is the legal history behind that. So that was a case that was won by Canada in 2011. Stupid. But I'm going to put one in a very, very sarcastic quotation marks because the Canadian Supreme Court contorted themselves in such an obvious way that even as law students, we all saw that they basically butchered the law in order to make it get Canada off the hook um, and uh, make it so that we could basically predatorily target uh, a lot of uh, tobacco. So, it, but having said all that, it's, it's not, we've had very, very high success rates in, redu in reducing tobacco use amongst teens up until vapes were discovered. And, and that started being like a popular approach, right? Vapes mm -hmm. has taken, have taken over at least, like, I don't know if they've taken over continuously, but I know that in the like, 16 to or not 16 sorry 18 to 23 range of uh some of my employees that's about when i was vaping yeah they they're all vaping right yeah, and they're oh all, man in the car oh, industry yeah. remember jason oh yeah that kid was hard as fuck like he, yeah. he smoked like salt nick like oh. 40 some milligram See, I, I got out before the big salt nick oh man and the jewels and all that stuff the industry is not the same no it's not man i i brought my old this is my vape yeah, this is like a relic now. I had no idea. I, I got this when I lived in the apartment before I even got this house. The old Segeli. Yeah, my old Segeli. Right. So I, I take my, my old tank. I had uh, like a Kylan or whatever. Um, yeah, the RDA. RDA. And uh, I was I, I went in with it and I was like, hey man, I just need new batteries and you could swap the coils out and throw in some <clears> uh, <throat> cotton. And the guy just looked at me. He's like, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> and I was like. Okay. And the guy's holding his vape rig, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at him like, well, clearly you know how to do it. And, you know, you, you, you probably sell the things that you could do it with. I mean, like, you know, I give you 20 bucks, you do it, right? Give me a break. He's like, no, no, I, I, we can't. Like, legally, we can't sell, like, anything like that. Like, they've legislated vaping crazy. Well, that, that's like a legal thing now. Yeah, they can't sell any of that shit in the oh, stores, man. Uh, you can do it on your own, but, like, they don't even sell the coils, the cotton, anything. Uh, so I had to get that tank, and uh, yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, don't get me wrong, but uh, it doesn't taste the same. You know, can't mm. go to the high high wattage. Uh, but uh, the only thing I've ever smoked from like my uh, of my own, like I ha don't get me wrong, I have like uh, a really nice vaporizer. Like a well, I have a couple. Like I have a pen vape. I have one that's called a dragon vape. Um, I have several pen vapes, but yeah. I, I never really liked them. I liked the liquid ones all right, but to me, because I'm just so <laughs> this is gonna I'm I'm so budget conscious. <laughs> I love one hitters. I've yeah. always used one hitters and it allows me to also control how much I'm smoking every night so I know exactly how much I have had and I can kind of control intake. And oh, man, that. no. I When I hear people like that, I always think of that alcoholic that's measuring his drinks first. So <laughs> what's the point, man? I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I, I just, like, I, I, uh, I, don't, I don't get that. <laughs> well, I think it's because I've gotten to the point now where, like, I can actually smoke a shit ton of incredibly strong weed and the cerebral effect will be minimal at best. So, like, I... I can kind of overcome most of it and that and so I get what I get is I get like a mild euphoria and pain relief and so like I have this thing called Ehlers-Danlos and uh it's my fucking I'm my joints are always loose so I I, I have like uh the ability to sprain things really easily oh and, shit 
Yeah, so like oh, I, sp- I, I you spray. Oh, I like rolled joints. Uh, no, 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 no. Like my my actual okay. physical. I've never heard okay. of this yeah, type yeah, of yeah. joint. Yeah, no, fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, on topic for sure. Okay, yeah. But yeah, no, like I I like pulled my groin like three weeks ago. That's when I was limping when I was here, and then yeah. uh, and then last week I sprained my ankle, and I'm like I I have a pretty good like healing rate, which is nice. But yeah, like I I'm I'm in you know decent amount of pain most days so and, other than uh, like wrapping yourself in butter bubble wrap and wearing water wings oh like, i just what can I, I get to, hurt on a regular basis i mean i have shitty. to stay in shape like yeah. that's really the biggest thing because like if my muscles are strong my it, my joints aren't at risk yeah so the problem is in the last year it was really hard to get motivated to do anything <laughs> so i kind of yeah. you don't have to tell me that <laughs> or anyone else so yeah it was kind of just like yeah uh uh, and then I can I went right into hockey without you know doing anything to protect myself. So always fun there. But like, wow. I want to bring it back to kind of the politics stuff that we yeah, were talking about we? originally, and go yeah. through like the Edmonton yeah. stuff because I'm I'm I come I'm kind of curious. Sorry, my my dog and then the fire alarm. Yeah, know, it was a, it was a topic. lot. So so yeah. I didn't do any any research on this. I'm I'm coming into this fresh. So I, I'm, I I'm gonna try and ask uh, some basic stupid questions and hopefully. You smarter people can. I I really don't care for the answers. political candidates, any of them running. I think Edmonton's fucked. I think uh, we've given um, you know Daryl Cates and his homies a bunch of this city. They've carved it up. And well, is he running? No, well, I no, think that there's some unique ones though. That's the one that I think. That's what I think is cool. And then, and I don't see any other fucking signs in anybody's yards. I don't know if they do signs. But uh, the, it, I just I'm just gonna read the policies. I'm not gonna give you sure. too much background because oh, I'm sure, just yeah. like that way you guys can kind of just uh, see. So um, Cheryl Watson uh, co-founded Alberta Innovation Corridor Partnership and was a member of the Business Council of Alberta's Advisory Board for Tech Innovation and Telecom Center, providing policy recommendations to the peer, Premier's office. Holy shit, she's um, qualified. Yes, and. Work twenty year uh, has worked more than twenty years, mostly technology and innovations organization, including four years as vice president of Innovate Edmonton, uh, division of Edmonton Economic Development Corporation. Oh, she's of part of it. She's what? part of it. Nope, I'm out. Fucker. <laughs> no political experience. Don't give a shit. Fair uh. enough. So the one I see a lot of signs of, um, Mike Nickel. Yeah, uh, my neighbor's got a sign up for Mike Nickel. Yeah, Sounds I'm like a not a big fan to be <laughs> honest, but. It says so he was he's been uh, a counselor three times. First elected in two thousand four in Ward five, but lost the seat in two thousand seven to Iveson. Uh, in twenty thirteen, he was elected to Councillor Ward eleven, and then he was re- reelected in twenty seventeen. He's run for mayor twice before, and he was uh, he lost both times. Mm. Um, he's gonna lose again. Third times a yeah. charm. <laughs> and so he he opposes tax increases of any kind, but especially on businesses. Um, and he also opposes all regulations on business. So he he represents basically everything I was describing earlier. Well, I I, like, I, I don't think we need more regulation on business, but I think that well, you got to remember what I, like I, what a union is, which is what we've talked about, like in terms of benefiting labor rights. Those are regulations on business. Yeah, and we do. So well, we, we do ton- need we some union. We do well, need some regulations on business in that sense because like. There's there's several countries now that have tested the four day work week and it's amazing from an economic standpoint, from a happiness standpoint, from a productivity standpoint. It's better for absolutely everything and 
the right now this government is reducing wages of nurses after a year and a half of fucking hell they're about to go to war with teachers this is this is a government that has handed four billion dollars to businesses that have all left alberta yep so we don't need to give businesses any more fucking leeway like big business especially we need to rein them the fuck in mm. and control what the hell they're doing because every time a big business gets a break the the rest of us get fucked we we don't get our gar 13,000 people didn't get their garbage picked up for 4 weeks holy shit yeah i read about that because because the fucking private company didn't know the, their roots well. And they what they're saying is because of the heat, they were giving their people extra breaks and then they didn't know where to start. Fuck. What? Yeah. Like, uh, what? What the fuck? Didn't know Just where to start. Continue. Just do it. But this is the privatization Just... bullshit again, right? They're trying to, to go as oh, man, cheap uh, as uh, possible uh, on uh, it. Of course there's going to be hiccups. But this uh, is it. When, when, whenever there's changes... That's but like, you know, at the end of the day, I think this... But it's always to get cheaper. It's always get cheaper and fucking worse. The, the, like, the University of Alberta has said that they are outsourcing... So, for the last year and a half, while the university has been under strict protocols, all of their custodial staff, everybody who's a member of the maintenance team at University of Alberta, is getting laid off and is going to be, re uh, is going to be uh, moved to out... or be going to have their jobs outsourced. All of what? them. Every single member of the maintenance staff of University of Alberta will be ha have their job terminated and will, will be outsourced I thought it was by just September. Cleaning, not How does that work? No, it was there. I, I, the cleaning and maintenance is one department. Uh, like, no, I thought maintenance was separate than what? cleaning. I thought they had. I thought it was one department. Oh, I, I thought I thought department. it was strictly just. Well, no, it couldn't be because no. you've got like six. Like oh, there's, there's going to be a lot of people. The, the, the problem is there's a building called BioSci at the University of Alberta, oh, yeah. and this is the building that they did. Everybody, okay. This is actually the civil engineers. This is a bio. This is a biochem building. The civil engineers all got together and they said this building is really fucked up because you can get lost in it. There's staircases on certain levels that don't exist on others. Um, you know, there's the they, they went into this building and they put a piece of paper up in every window they could find. You know, and yeah. they went out of the building and they looked at the how they looked at the fucking building and there were still windows and no paper in them. So there's secret rooms in this fucking place. <laughs> and I, like, it, unless you work there and you know that building, it, you're not going to get it clean. Like yeah. people are going to get lost in that fucking place. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good, man. No, that's fair. But yeah, back to, uh, anyways, back to these counselors. So that's nickel. And I know he's pretty popular right now. He's been around for a while. He, his, and who's he representing? He, he's the, he's the business. I, well, it's municipal. They're not representing anybody. Oh, oh sorry. Um, they're the, representing themselves. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then Kim Crushell, Crushell, Crushell. I don't know. Uh, she's been counselor three consecutive terms, uh, for Ward Two. And she was involved in the decision to shut down the Edmonton City Center Airport, now the community of Blatchford, in 2010. I don't know. Was that an mm. impactful decision? That was I, a I stupid know. decision. Fair enough. And I would not vote for her. Fair enough. Here's the thing. we That's where we used to keep stars. Those are the guys that fly helicopters around and save lives. Oh, yeah. Canada had... Edmonton, Alberta, had one of the highest response times in the world 
for accidents because that, that star's response is in the middle of the city. Yeah. If anything happened, all the suburbs, they all pretty much go out of Edmonton. Right? So the response time was great. Now it's at the fucking Edmonton airport by mm. Niskew. You know, uh, yeah. th- these are minutes of someone's life. You know, like this is this. You're trying to save somebody, and it was uh, plus they closed that airport to develop eco housing. That's uh, and all this other bullshit. That's they, essentially doubling. They did a time. soil test. Yeah, e- easily. Yeah, uh, they, they did a soil test on the soil mm. after they bought the. Uh, <laughs> not not a soil test on the asphalt. Oh yeah, well it, they did a soil. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. Soil test on the wood. They did a soil test. <laughs> they could light that ground on fire. Pretty yeah. much because of all the, uh, the the airline fuel in it. Well, of course, uh, nothing's going to get developed there. It was an airport, and it should have remained one. Yeah, fair enough. Plus, the Edmonton Flying Club, you know, it, it's been there since the yeah. First World War. Make make it a racetrack then. There was one right beside it. <laughs> oh, was there? Yeah, man, that's where they did the Indy Five Hundred. Yeah, I thought that was the airport landing strip they used to freaking do that on or something. I thought that was a track that was. Close to the airport or whatever. No, they like I've took never over been. the airport, and there was like it I've was like a pylon course around the airport. <laughs> well, there yeah. you go. You got the Indy 500 too. Exactly. No, we yeah. don't have that anymore. No, we don't. To... You used to be able to hear it all the way in St. Albert. Well, we just know that she's not popular here. Yeah, no, no. So uh, no, uh, no, Kim. <laughs> Anybody that wanted a bike lane, talked about a bike lane, suggested a bike lane, off my list too. Yeah. Anybody that, that wants supports or loves the LRT, off my list. Anybody that wants no, to make I, that hyperloop to Calgary, yeah. I'd consider. I yes. think that's pretty dope. I think that is pretty dope. Uh, I think there should be those between every city in what Canada. Do you, what do you got against the, the transit? The LRT. Oh, I that, know. I know what. Okay. I'm sorry I asked. Okay. First <laughs> of all, they developed it and they put uh, the new tracks in front of a fucking hospital. Again, emergency response times. Yeah. You get an LRT in the way of a fucking ambulance. You could have gone underground over Grandpa's top. gonna die. I'm yeah. sorry. And yeah, it's, like, why would you not have a SkyTrain system like Vancouver has or a C-Train system like Calgary has? Where oh, you can just God. Why not no system well, SkyTrain and invest awesome. in infrastructure and roads that fucking work? Look at Japan, man. That SkyTrain systems are fucking excellent. don't give a fuck excellent. about Japan. Everything's fucking so close in Japan. Everything's robotic and mechanized. Everyone's five foot one. It doesn't work here. Look it at Vancouver SkyTrain system's awesome. Yeah, but it's... It, it, okay, what if, we, what if we double the height so of it? It works so well. Dude, you get to Surrey in like 22 minutes on the SkyTrain. It's amazing. Well, sure, but it's not going to work in Alberta, man. It's not, it's not going to work. Oh, it totally would. That's that's what you would be getting. Like, that would be what you'd want from Calgary to Van- Van- or Calgary to Edmonton. No, the, the, mag, the mag train's the way to go, man. I think if we're building trains again, let's build fucking Hyperloop mag trains and connect all the cities in Canada. I like the, the whole. Ones. I like the whole uh, Elon Musk multi-level underground road systems. That wasn't Elon yeah, Musk. Just, Hitler was doing that under Berlin. It, it, the, the, the people have been doing underground roads for a yeah, long time. Yeah, I get that, but he's talking about a whole system of like multi-layered fucking like underground fucking highways and shit. Like that's that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, they, I would love that. If you go below parts of Germany uh, to this day, there's there's literal tunnels you can fit trucks in. And they're late. No shit. Yeah, man. Uh, they they develop cool. all this state. Exactly. And it's brilliant. I mean, like, if you're in a place that's that populated, the only two places you can go are up and down. I mean, you like, know? like we, if you if you move all your transit underground, yeah. that's that's smart. Just just because the Nazis did it doesn't mean it's bad. It's bad. I mean, we went to space. Yeah. From Nazis. We don't we don't need to we don't need to go into this. That that's it. We, let's just avoid 
That's just avoid that, Yeah, that, that's not yeah. really what yeah. I was yeah. trying I'm to say. No, it. I'm aware, I'm not, but, I'm but at this point anything. now, everything you do is just going to be like paddling, like okay, the okay, above water. Well, I, I, Nazis I, are bad. All I'm saying is, there's a right way to do infrastructure. And it, there's a wrong way, and uh, uh, the LRT is a wrong way. Skytrain might be the way to go. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just too jaded. And uh, I, I just know. like Skytrain. It the the reason why I like the Skytrain is infrastructurally, I think it would be cheaper than tunneling. Mm-hmm. And then also in Alberta, I think from the frozen ground perspective, it would probably be less expensive to maintain as well above ground. Mm-hmm. So I just think overall it would be a better system, an easier system to implement and to maintain. We have the space. It's, I don't yeah, know I that it would necessarily that. be the most efficient after it was built, but it would be easier to build and maintain. I so think. SkyTrain just basically sits above everything. Yeah. Yeah. You whereas, just build it like a giant fucking overpass. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just, I can see it working, man, but like... it goes so fast. And then all you'd have to do is fucking do uh, like Edmonton or, or Calgary, Airdrie, Lethbridge, Edmonton, and just straight line, right? What, what about Red Deer? Well, Red Deer too, <laughs> right? Sorry. Not Lethbridge. Why, Lethbridge is way to the south. My <laughs> I was going to say, you missed that. Yeah. Well, it's all make, good. Make, make a bypass by the Dino Museum in between Calgary and Alberta. Where is that? Yeah. Um, the fucking Badlands there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you can just have a stop yeah, that has you like you a fucking... Have a stop and drop just have a stop and a bus loop or a stop and an Uber drop or something like that yeah, yeah. right that's like, good make it work yeah well let's continue with these candidates all right all right so next on the list is brian Gregg. uh he uh advocates for freezing the police budget and investing in alternative strategies to reduce crime and deal with problems arising from addictions and mental health like Ooh. this he likes okay. getting big money out of politics affordable housing Ooh. free transit free wi-fi and promoting uni- unionization of all essential workers and strengthening the library services i like this Ooh. So he is a musician. I also like that. Yeah. So he is... uh, Come on our show, man. Edmonton musician Brian Gregg is seeking the mayor's chair for a second time. For Gregg first campaign for the city's top job in 1998... Oh, he's so, been out a while. Really? Yeah. Well, he's a, he's just a he's a musician. He's an artist. Huh? So yeah, that's uh. He sounds like someone would be very interesting to interview, uh, reach yeah. out to. Yeah, I'm very interested. Yeah, and, but he's one that I haven't seen any signs up for, and I'm like, I would love to actually. I would put his sign up just to go. Yeah. You know what? Nobody's has this. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Let's bring right because then at, at the very least, somebody's gonna be like, who the fuck is that? Well, basically, uh, he's yeah. doing everything that we've talked about. Tax big business. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that. Get on the unions. Yeah, uh, the only Deal thing is Daryl Case is going to have him assassinated, man. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. If he starts winning in the polls, that's it. Yeah, fuck. That's it, and that's not slander. Well, and free, <laughs> freezing the police budget is going to be very, very, very like uh, polarizing. But I absolutely like it's something that needs to well, happen. It's, it's better than something. taking it out of the nurses' budgets or the teachers' budgets. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I can't Christ. believe. So for those who don't know, Alberta right now, the the uh, premier has just announced a rollback in wages for uh, nurses. That is the equivalent when you talk about inflation to roughly five percent, mm-hmm. bringing them back to wages of 2010. Yeah, and for comparison's sake, it, right now. The um, one of the representatives, a representative for the government, makes one hundred and twelve thousand dollars a year, and in twenty ten, made fifty five thousand dollars a year. That yeah. sounds like more than enough. Yeah, it's like they more than doubled their salary, and they're reducing the pay of nurses by five percent. 
And so this is this is the government we're dealing with right now. And we Why? need people who are right hostile after to them. a pandemic, too. Yeah. Like, I get it. After canning 10,000 of them last year. I, I get it. You wanted to go to church. But fuck you. Like, these people yeah. saved your cousins, your uncles, your brothers, your sisters, your neighbors. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you're going after them? Like, that's vicious. Yeah. You know, like, I, it's fucked up. But oh. you know what? Maybe if they privatized... Maybe this shit wouldn't happen. Well, it's it, I it can't. We're losing can't so many good people because of retarded governments like this. But I that, don't blame nurses that want to go get a green card and work down in the states. I don't. No, of course not. And, and but but that's not the answer. We need a government that responds to us. I, absolutely. Right? I, I, I mean, I to, I totally I, I totally agree that 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 would be such a shitty fucking. Once you do that, though, the problem is you can never go back. No, I know. Right. And, and it's, and, and that system is, un, it's undoubtedly worse oh, for most absolutely. people. So it's just, that's the, the, it's not, a, it's just not a good move. We can't, we can't do that because that's what, that's what these people want to do. They yeah. want to push you into that corner. Right. So we have to avoid it at all costs. And I just had to bring up the argument because apparently oh, I have to defend it. But I, I don't. You believe do not. I, I, yeah. Frankly, you know, uh, there's there's a few things I think that should be socialized. Yeah. And you know, um, I think next podcast we'll do a little special uh, or something. We'll we'll talk about our results and stuff so we can keep on this political yeah. kind of stuff here. Sure. But uh, you know, I, I what what really bothers me about uh, Edmonton politics in specific is. It seems like every mayor that gets elected and gets that position, uh, you know, immediately goes to pandering to the ultra wealthy. And, you know, for example, this is one thing that really bothers me. Daryl Cates had Rexall, which was connected to the LRT, which, uh, you know, was where we won most of our Stanley Cups, if not all of all them. All of them. Um, I just wasn't sure if maybe we built Rexall before or whatever. I uh, no but uh, yeah, I think we've won all our well, Stanley Cups at Rexall. It was called like Edmonton Coliseum or something at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We we, we won all our Stanley Cups there, but, uh, you know, he uh, wanted his team to have a new fucking uh, sports building. And because 15% of the population's we've been through this. The military yeah. doesn't even want, all you have to do is appeal to those people. Yeah. And, and those are the people, I don't want to lose my team. He's going to yeah. send them to Tampa. Uh, Tampa Oilers. Mm -hmm. And then what, 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 what the tragedy that happened is he didn't have to open his books or disclose any profits, uh, yeah. in his old area. Uh, how, how it, taxes or any of that, they went immediately to the people of the city and said, Oh, we're going to tax you on this new building. He's not going to have to pay for it. And then you go there and the tickets are $130. Even if you live in the town, you're getting taxed. And the drinks, you want to double 25 bucks. Fuck, fuck that. Okay, yeah. well, fuck here's that. the thing. Like, Mr. Kates, Kates, or yeah. whatever, he's not taking any profits from, say, shows or anything that comes through there. It's strictly Oilers merch, isn't it? No, it's everything. Bullshit. Everything. There's nah. no way that they no got fleeced way. that hard, really. No, he owns the building. What? It's yeah. his building. And any show, any game, anything that goes the through there. And, and the city got I'm no sure. no rights but paid for it. Why would they... What is the That doesn't sound there? right. Because Calgary held out for, the, uh, for something better. They're not going to... Uh, good for them. We got fucked here. 
Our, our, our public taxes are going to fucking that hey, building. Is that a for sure? Like that's a hundred percent. Sure, absolutely. Interesting. And billionaires that own sports teams do this all over North America. Yeah, and it's fucking criminal. That they, I know, but I I, I just I genuinely did that didn't same, know that it was that bad. the same dirty fucking thing to build is, Rogers Place. Is that is that legal? I it apparently it is. Well, so yeah. So is he just smart or? He's an opportunist. He's rich. He's been raping this city for decades. Yeah, fuck. Uh, there was a gun range that was on the uh, south side of Edmonton, I believe. Um, my wife talks about it. It was an Olympic level shotgun course. Yeah. And we, we, I think the, the one of the eighties Olympics we had uh, here, and they were doing shooting there. It was perfect. The CFO, the chief firearms officer. Love the course. It was super safe, yeah. uh, but uh, it was in a really nice area. And all these real estate guys get together with the mayor, and they're like, "Hey, man, close it. We'll make a whole bunch of fucking, you know, duplexes, and we'll all get fucking loaded." And they've been doing that to gun ranges, <laughs> to airports. And the only people that are benefiting from it are investment firms that are investing in these retardedly expensive places no one can live in. Yeah. Raises the cost of living. Homelessness goes up. Uh, property values go up. So, you know, at least people that own property were doing okay. Yeah. But it's not helping anyone. No. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very poisonous system when business and politics get in together. That's why I always am cautious when anybody says that they're, that, that they're business-related or their platform is business-related, right? Because that, that immediately tells me that well, you're going to... Well, every platform is business-related, technically. Yeah, they're definitely going to have business. But when you're talking about like you want to deregulate, you're saying immediately, I'm on the side of business at all sides. And it's just like that... I, I want to deregulate, but I want to hold accountable and properly tax. But then, what are you what what are you deregulating then? How hard it is to open a business, how hard yeah. it is to get funding and get help from the federal government, how hard it is to if you want to start, the, for example, a cigar company, forget it. Well, if yeah, you want to start a, uh, but that's a that's because that's a specific like. There's going to be protected industries like tobacco, alcohol, marijuana. Those ones will, will definitely be harder to get licenses. Those ones They're are not the ones impossible. I deregulate a little bit, frankly. Yeah, and, and I'd agree with you on Thank that you. one. Yeah. Totally, yeah. There, there, there's definitely some loosening you I mean, there's definitely some do. things that you want regulation for. I'm not saying like, yeah. oh, just allow Bob to have an abortion clinic in his garage. No, huh. yeah. uh, obviously oh, not. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, definitely definitely uh, a but, weird you know, example, like, but, a, but a strong one. But, you know, like it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, I'm expressing that regulations are important to some extent. <laughs> weird, but strong. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> that's my motto. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> there you go. But uh, <laughs> the goose, yeah. weird, but strong. <laughs> I like it. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. We're getting great ideas here. There you go. Um, any well, more candidates? Yeah. Next in line, we've got uh, Diana Steele. She's the president of the Crestwood like Community name. League. Diana yeah, Steele. Uh, so she said she's run three small businesses and taught business courses at Norquest College. Okay. Uh, she, her priorities include a review of the property tax system to determine if it's transparent, structured properly, and fair. She also uh, advocates supporting local businesses, uh, working to end homelessness and stronger partnership with community leagues. Okay. I'm all right with that. That's not so bad. That's not too bad. Overall, she sounds like she's doing a pretty decent job. Diana Steele. I'm curious. I would love to know if she has an accounting background to understand how she's going to look into the tax system. 
because and I, I'd like you, to know what three businesses she ran. Yeah, the the uh, I'm not I'm not questioning anybody's ability, like the like potential potential intellect. It costs five hundred dollars to start a business. Yeah, it, I but, mean, no, no, no. What I'm what I'm talking more <laughs> about is like understand understanding the nuances of fucking property tax law. I yeah. feel like that's going to be a little bit more difficult for someone who might not have any experience in that. But yeah, hopefully she has a strong team around her. Um, we've got Michael Oshry or Oshry. Uh, okay. He's an entrepreneur. He founded Firma Foreign Exchange and more recently Blue Pen Capital, which finances small and medium sized builders, mostly with infill projects. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Hmm. He's founded a couple of small businesses and also now the one big business. And he uh, he kind of just has like the kind of broad a- agenda of wanting to build prosperity in a future that all our kids want to stay for. Uh, okay. Um, hey, you know, sometimes that's a good message, but okay. you know, yep. maybe don't make your don't make your whole message about kids. I mean, well, I mean, just even just the future and like. Yeah, but just be more specific, I would love, but yeah. Are um, you a little kid lover 97? Uh, oh, God. Why don't you sit down why right there? Why don't you take a seat right there? <laughs> have, a, have a cookie. Go ahead. Uh, we got you're, you're Aug- really liking that cookie, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We got uh, Augustine Mera. Uh, okay. And Come on, apparently Augustine. he's been a community activist in pol- involved in po- politics since 1984. So he's a... Uh, uh seasoned older yeah he's uh seasoned Call an entrepreneur seasoned. uh who uh operated an accredited private college in edmonton for 20 years uh um, really operated a private school next yeah <laughs> <laughs> next uh Sorry, my wife's he kind of says just... he just wants to f- to step in the shoes of Dene- and continue what don iverson was i'm a doing. simple man and a catholic i only want to get my goo across the world that's <laughs> what i guess what comes goo? to my <laughs> i'm a goo man that's <laughs> that's what i think when i hear that it's like i used to run a private school and now i run a run for mayor <laughs> <laughs> so, <whoa. laughs> okay no <laughs> yeah he, he says he wants to uh he, he wants to continue mayor don iverson's work in reducing home Homelessness. This. That's about it. Homelessnessness. Homelessnessness. This. Is? Good message. Yeah. It's a good message, but that terrifies me. Yeah. Now the <laughs> final guy is the guy who whose other signs I've seen. Uh, so we've get, already got. Slap it on me. Yeah, because we've got the the first guy there, Nickel, and then now we've got Amarjeet Sohi. So okay. Sohi is the seems to be in the dog walking communities. I'll just put it that way. Okay. Uh, Do- okay, I don't get that one. The mall walking communities? No, I, I get that. I, my wife and I have this this funny thing. So be having lived in BC and being from BC, the there's just like a weird level of like, hey, how you doing to your neighbors as you're seeing them as you're walking by? Yeah. Friendliness that in North Vancouver, because it was a small community when I was growing up, it's less so now. That was just so every day yeah it's and like how Kelowna used to be yeah and I, then I how totally Kamloops was when we were there absolutely and then we come here and there's none of it until we go to the dog park okay. and so when you go to the dog park all the people are, hey how's it going and everybody's so friendly well, which dog park do you go to uh so we go to hermitage park most often because it's oh, got yeah, the water and it's off leash and yeah. so the dogs can go uh is that the one there. uh is, oh, the, it's got the water out east. Thinking. it's right by rundle rundle 
fuck. Uh, yeah, I grew up East. in St. Albert. I'm I'm useless. Fair like, enough. I, I know my neighborhood. I go to Toiliger. We uh, I would go to uh, but, Grand Trunk every so often, but not in this heat. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, Grand Trunk is fun just as like a big open field for them to run. Oh, I love yeah. Toiliger because it goes up the uh, the river bed. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, really nice. Uh, Lucy goes in the water and... Splash, splash, splash. But oh, yeah, yeah, like, like as I'm as I'm driving around to like, because like the only driving around I do in like in weird oh, different communities in Edmonton is to find new hockey rinks when I'm when I'm going to my games, uh, and yeah. so. It, it's funny because I look at all these signs and they did they differ based off of like the house and ha- and I can see like dog signs and like like basically the Sohi neighborhoods have like pride flags and like I stand with indigenous rights flags okay, and like dogs okay. and then you get like you'll see more American flags and whatnot in nickel neighborhoods and not necessarily just American but like also Confederate like Trump 2024 yeah and and I'm not saying that he is related in any sense to that my, I'm just saying my neighborhood is predominantly nickel and I have a Confederate flag neighbor and I you have you do really I do he flies wow. it right next to a Canadian flag as if huh. not to understand the irony that people fled one to go to the other that's what the underground railroad was well, uh, that not entirely. So he has he has the Canadian flag and flying the, right next to right the Confederate to, flag, full size, right in his backyard. Is, on is he like really racist? I I don't know. He's got a really nice looking dog. That's the I, I see him every once in a while through the fence. Fair. And then his dog. That's his, a the, conversation starter though. Like, the license name, plate like, cover is also a Confederate flag on his like '86 oh GMC. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is exactly what you would expect. And ironically, across the street, I'm almost certain is a war veteran because he, he's got one leg and he has like one prosthetic leg and yeah. a cat. And the cat is awesome. So friendly. Yeah. Deals with my dogs being dicks every day. Yeah. But yeah. Nice. Anyways, I just, I just, I thought it was funny that like, so I, I noticed like dog walking neighborhoods is what I, what I always call them. And I'm like, this is like the liberal neighborhood or the more friendly neighborhood. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, you got to see Toiliger, man. That's... That's dog walking. Oh, I'm but it's sure. Very, very. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, everybody's got a Mercedes. Yeah. And, uh, oh, did you see the new sweater? I got my I, dog. I, I rip in there in my O nine like Corolla with like towels on the back because my dog like the, some of these dogs at the dog park like you'll get these like women that come up to you and they're like these fifty year old ladies and like oh what breed is your uh-huh. dog and they've got <laughs> this like two thousand dollar fucking poodle thing and I'm like oh she's a mutt. <laughs> No, oh, 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 mutt. Yeah, like, she's too cute to be a mutt. Oh. And, uh, I'm like, no, man. Like, I got oh, during COVID, I actually You're got her like to DNA be tested because uh, uh, it was like half off, and yeah. I was like, fuck it, why not? And uh, we got all the breeds in that. So if I ever have like a conversation, I can like tell people what she is. But like, it's just funny because you talk about a dog walking community being really open and friendly, and the one like right down the road for me is really waspy and kind of oh man, kind of bitchy. That's it's, so funny. Yeah. yeah, I guess there there must be. Uh, there's definitely going to be times like I I, I just have a broad statement, but yeah, I just found like different even cities. Just, yeah, like even walking around like when I have the dogs, people with other dogs will say hi. Yeah, but people without them, unless they're children won't say anything yeah a lot of the time they'll just cross the street fair enough i mean granted my dogs look like wolves so they're, they're yeah very very cute 70 pound wolves but wolves. do they but, play well with other dogs uh off leash yeah on leash rocket my malamute he he's like he gets protective 
Ah, uh, yeah, on leash. But off leash at parks, he has, he doesn't even care. He's actually kind of a wuss. If a dog comes up to him, he normally runs away. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs, if they start shit, though, Luna, they're very protective of each other. So, like, yeah. like my Luna's the female. She's a all-white husky. And uh, she... She must be having a great time in this heat. Oh, God. Oh, well, oh, I got oh, the husky and a Malamute is, like, yeah. even thicker for her, right? Oh, so, I don't know what a Malamute is. Oh, I'll, I'll Google Alaskan Malamute, and uh, you'll see. It's, Huge fucking so he's a mal- things. Yeah, he's a Malamute mixed with a husky, so he's a mini-mute, as I call Alaskan him. Malamute. Yeah. And, uh... Holy shit, you own one of those? Yeah, he's a Malamute crossed with a husky. That's awesome. Yeah. I always wanted a husky, but then Callie was like, Evan, bigger dogs, bigger poops. And I was like, yeah, "Mm." It's more the frequency of the poops, and Rocket walks and poops, so the poops are... Like, he walks while he's pooping. Oh. Yeah. Like, he squats and just shits as he's going. Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting one. My mal- my I've had Malamutes before, and they they a couple of them have done that, and it's just weird. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the Luna's from up north and Rocket's from uh, California. Cause apparently, they were breeding dogs to look like do- uh, the, the wolves from Game of Thrones. Yeah. And so then they all got put in kill shelters, and he ended up on Facebook, and I applied oh for him and my. got him. That's yeah. great. Yeah, no, I, I I tried applying for a cool dog like that once. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it, it's awesome to know that so many people try to get it because that means that they're going to somebody who yeah, wants them. Yeah, and, you know, clearly it's a millennial doing that marketing. I'm just saying. Yeah, oh, do- uh, totally. A, a fucking a Gen X would be like, ah, oh, market a dog on Facebook? Yeah. Put it on Craigslist. <laughs> what? No, <laughs> no, Gigi under tables. They're going to they're gonna <laughs> show up and want to do things to the dog if you put it on Craigslist, you fucking yeah. Gen X piece of... Like, oh, man. I, I, anyway, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, they... they uh, they're super protective of each other, and Luna had a litter when she was up north as a stray, yeah. and so... Anytime a dog who's not fixed comes up to her at the park, she just naturally just starts screaming. Like, and it's a weird sound. But the crazy thing is, is Rocket's a total wuss until he hears that. And then he jumps in and he'll chest bump the dog or nail them in the shoulder with his nose and get them out of the way. Like, get them off of her. And then take a, a defensive posture in front of him. And, uh, and the funny thing is, is... Again, like Rocket's a total wuss, and so big dogs will sometimes go up to him and start sniffing him, and he'll start getting scared and put his tail down. And then Luna will jump in and chest bump those dogs. So you'll see, like they, these two dogs are just sticking up for each other everywhere, and it's just it's fun, awesome. it's fun to watch. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, they've I've got only a good. Got, I've only got the one dog, but yeah. Uh, well, that's why. Like, see, the wolf dogs are just they have a pack mentality. Yeah, I get and that. So, when you, as long as you keep them friendly, and uh, and that's something you can do quite easily, but oh, yeah. a lot of people don't have that desire. But uh, yeah, they're they're just so fun, and they look after each other, and they can be little shits because they can plan escapes together and whatnot. But yeah. they're they're really fun. Wow. Plan escapes. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So but anyways, got, uh, a couple dash hounds. Oh, nice. And uh, one, you separate them. They're they're totally fine yeah. with people and other dogs and stuff. As soon as they're together. They go like mental because one's protecting the other, then one's oh, protecting the other. Fair and enough, stuff fair enough. Like that. But and little dog separate, syndrome will kick in with those yeah. guys a lot of the time when they're trying being defensive. And oh yeah, they, they got to. Oh, they got to be like extra aggressive. Fucking annoying. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Well, it's all good. No, the so the last guy is Sohi, and he's kind of got another one the of those walker, like yeah. vague ones, right? Like he, well, yeah, he's in the, he's in the dog walker communities as I called them, but. uh he talks about like uh, combining our economic values with our social values, and so he's like talking about addressing homelessness, substance use, mental health, and poverty, as well as climate change. 
And that's the last one that I kind of, I get annoyed at mm. and I shouldn't because I'm Climate the one on the left, change. but you're a fucking municipality. Yeah. The limited amount saying. of like, power you have in that. And it's is too sick. vague. Like, are you a bike lane guy? Cause if yeah, you are, I'm to not me that's interested. pandering. Right? Yeah. I really don't want a bike lane in an eight month winter. Like, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any uh, sense. It doesn't make sense. Unless you give us all bikes for free at the, at the expense of, I don't know who. But no, Darryl I don't Cates. like. I just knock it. Yeah, <laughs> Daryl Cates, buy me a bicycle. He'll do it, but all no, of them are going to have a giant Oilers flag or some other uh, digital advertisement. So everywhere you're going, you're just a free advertisement. Actually, no, that would make we made so much sense. Very shitty parts, and he's Talk the only about one a that sells them. Re- oh yeah, that's of course. What, that's what he do. Of course, and probably the Oilers flags. Yeah. yeah, but but overall, yeah. So like Nickel and Sohi are battling each other on Facebook and. Uh, apparently oh, yeah. last time so he was in an office he had like spent like a bunch of money on like redoing the office furniture and shit like that and Nickel was calling him out on it and then but at you the know end- what? I don't blame a guy for redoing the office like that's your yeah. that's where you're working yeah and it sometimes things get outdated so like yeah, but one pay dude for it yourself if you're like honestly like yeah fucking pay for it yourself that's the one thing that i really have a problem with i mean unless like, it's like that has asbestos and that window is gonna fucking like an owl is gonna fly through it and it's gonna break i don't know like just, it's fine or or if it's like it's to 2010 and the la- and that was the original one from 1970 and it's like it needs to fucking go and the city bought the last one then the city can buy it and they can they can replace that I, mean, I don't see that as a huge issue if it's going to be not you designing it. It's just a piece of city equipment yeah, so it goes yeah. to the next person, yeah. right? Like, yeah. if you're designing it specifically and you're picking it out, you're paying for it. Absolutely. Yeah, I just think right. that if we're doing updates with every mayor, like, yeah. go fuck yourself. So I definitely... Like, pay for it yourself. I agree with some of the shots taken by Nickel on that one, yeah. if, if that's the case. I don't know enough about it, but it would the, the price tag next to it may, would make me think that it was largely the case that he did pick a lot of it because... It was expensive. It was like ten thousand dollars on redoing the office, so that's yeah. that's a little on the pricey side. I mean, it's one don't, bathroom. You, you don't I mean, need honestly. A, yeah. It's not. It's not a lot of money for a Reno. Well, it depends on. Yeah, it depends on how. And you're spending, if you're yeah. including furniture, like I have a theory. Actually, I came up with this a few nights ago. Uh, if you want to do something, minimum yeah, you're spending. <laughs> minimum, minimum you're spending a thousand bucks. And you know, I was watching oh, this. If you want to, if you, any any cool thing out there nowadays, oh, oh, okay, anything yeah, that yeah. you want to do, minimum you're going to be spending a thousand bucks. And here's the thing: like, I was watching this one video on YouTube. This guy was making these drinks uh, from uh, oh, the, the, the messages I sent you guys oh, about yeah, the yeah. Uh, Star Wars Cantina yeah, down yeah, in yeah. Disney World. Looks amazing. They have like literal like animatronic robots like serve you and play music. <laughs> and it, I'd stay there for a day. I would. Uh, but he he went there, and you know he's a bartender. And he was like, well, how do you make these drinks? And they're like, trade secrets. So he's like, okay, I'm just going to look at the ingredients and go fuck yourself. So he actually like did that and made a YouTube video about it. Uh, but there's these cups they put these drinks in uh, where the it's like uh, 90% of the cups like there. And then the bottom has got like a little like mesh over it. Yeah. And you put that over top of uh, like a machine and it pumps that little bottom part with dry ice. Uh, and then you put your drinks on it, and it makes that like bubbling lava oh, look to yeah, the drinks. Yeah, yeah. And they put these little like jelly balls in the drinks too, so it, it's it looks like an oh, old like tapioca bingo balls. machine, right? Yeah, yeah. And it looks really cool. And I was like, oh fuck, I like love those to old do that. drinks. Did you ever try Orbits in the nineties? Oh fuck yeah, man! Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, those exactly with the little floaty like tapioca things. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I was like, man, those jelly bit things he said only cost a few bucks. I was like, you could probably order some of those, you know. Yep. And I look up, guess what, like I already told you, the thing costs a thousand bucks. The dry ice 
ice machine? Oh, man. A thousand dollars. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Are they? No. And then it's like, oh, you want to set up a bar in your house? Thousand bucks for the bar setup. And then you got to stock it. Oh, you want to like do oh, something? Oh, it'll be more than that for the bar setup. Oh, fuck yeah, man! Like it, it's it's ridiculous how expensive it is to renovate things. Well, and right now, I mean, wood prices are somewhat slowing down, but it's like it, right now everything wood related. It's because they're is burning expensive. timber like crazy yeah. for fucking power. Well, yeah. Fuck. Well, there's a lot of reasons related to it. Also, now fucking BC's on fire, as we already talked about, so that lends a hand. But yeah, overall, I think that oddly enough, the Brian the musician. Yep. is like at the top of my yeah, list in I terms like of guy. people I would vote for and uh, I want to get to know him a little bit more so maybe we'll try and reach out see if we can uh, I'm down. Cool. we yeah. can yeah hook up with him yeah and uh, Twitter probably the place to reach out to him uh, yeah. to be honest like I, I did a whole campaign against the bachelorette uh, I don't know if you, guys, if you remember that, but yeah, I, did. I was like I fucking in Hinton doing a sale, wearing a mask, uh, having to book appointments only, all these fucking regulations yeah. just to sell a car. And uh, these, I saw this report that they were going to do the Bachelorette in Jasper. And I was like, okay, 50 people going there because it's not just the people on the Bachelorette. Yeah. It's the camera crews, it's the chefs, it's the, you know, it's the makeup artists. It's all, it's, it's a whole fucking load of people coming in from the states where the all these hot zones I was like not a chance i think that got 7500 signatures and then yeah. uh it mysteriously got canceled so i i don't know if i'm attributed to that at <laughs> all but uh it, it, yeah there's definitely a lot of heat on it right oh for there sure there's a lot of heat because people were pissed because they're like we're all in fucking lockdown what the hell is this yeah yeah no, well, i hope that sense. i hope that uh did something i mean i, I reached out to casey madu the guy that uh, he's the guy that has this area and then i uh, reached out to uh kenny uh casey madu actually got a hold of me uh, oh, yeah. he was like yeah, but uh, at that point like it was a, it was like a week after i started it i was like well yeah they've already canceled it and he's like yeah yeah i just wanted to reach out and you know thank you for being such an active member of the community and getting all this involvement and oh nice yeah, he's a, a super guy like he's got some pretty crazy views i think you know on, on the right but you know I, as far as a politician goes like he, he actually does his job that's and good. that to me like speaks volumes. I mean, if you're just getting there to be rich, you're you're doing the wrong thing in my opinion. Well, that's that's like just when we were talking about the nurses budget going down and the the fucking like doubling of of the salaries for government employees uh well for uh specifically for MLAs. It's it's fucking obnoxious. Here's the thing though. They did a study down in the states every time a school closes, uh you know, it, it, how it affects a child's educational development. Now, what I do to, to kind of speak to the conservatives and the more right-wing guys that just, you know, fuck the teachers union, they should be privatized and everything, but you're dealing with a child's education too. Yeah. If these, t if these students uh, aren't educated to the proper levels because of these strikes after a pandemic, mind you, where they weren't really educated to any level at all, in my opinion, um, at least the, one, the ones that wanted to try... Yeah. And cared, got an education. Well, it's not even wanted. I mean, in some cases, these kids, like you know as well as I do, like like because they you were part of the spike of diet of like a quick diagnosis in the later late nineties, right? Yep. Like I I managed to skirt by because I definitely would have been diagnosed ADHD uh, had had it been like. Oh, but I for sure have ADHD. I mean, oh, but no that's what I mean. I'm not saying that. I, all I'm saying is that there was a massive overdiagnosis. Oh, absolutely. All because it. It was just a, a weird prejudicial way of viewing children and their ability to to unnaturally stay still 
for fucking eight hours a day in a box. Children aren't aren't meant for that, right? Because the, the education agree. system was designed to basically break creativity. And that's what it does very effectively. And the people who stand out get diagnosed, get put on fucking meds, right? But that's happening less and less right now. So, I mean, that's a... I think that kind of went the other way. I mean, uh, our parents' generation wanted the best for us in their opinion. And now it's our generation having kids. And and we're just like, we want you to do what you want to do but we don't want to take too much influence, right? Yeah. I mean, my parents, like, they had the best of intentions. Yeah. You know? Oh, they, totally. They, 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 I'm not blaming they, any of the parents yeah, involved no, exactly. in those decisions because at the time they're following, like, the, the top advice, right? The problem is yeah. is just that, again, there's, there's never been actual accountability on the pharmaceutical industry for the way that they destroyed and dismantled uh, a lot of the trust that people have in in medicine in general mm-hmm. um, because the pharmaceutical industry spiked opioid uh, uh, usage in the late 90s into the uh, early 2000s. We know going all the way through to the tw- uh, 2010s, um, the, they run tons of um, script farms all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. where they just pump out opioid uh, uh, prescriptions like it's nothing. And they have to basically the they're they're lo- they're bloating the industry on purpose what, what and then me causing addicts later they, in they life they talked right? to the doctors that were prescription milling all these opiates yeah and there was one doctor i remember it was on a vice or something they interviewed him and he was just like oh uh you know if these guys you're going to get addicted to it it's because they're inferior and they deserve to die and i'm like that's eugenics yeah that's been like yeah, well, that hasn't been science since the forties. Yeah, okay, like, and, wow. and it, it's it's disgusting that you know we have these educated people that can use their title to literally murder people and totally get away with yeah, it and, and get the, rich at it too. Yeah, you know, they all got and, so wealthy doing it, and now the funny thing is, is these are the people that are now you know trying to put up. Uh, you know roadblocks in certain communities so that there's no through traffic and they're Mm -hmm. the ones who are trying to you know privatize different roads and areas so that there's nobody that's parking there so that they have their own communities just to themselves because they're all wealthy and set up and established members and they've never had to actually pay the price of of what they've done to the world and it's yeah. so it's so aggravating because and it's it constantly is. on the taxpayers. And so at, uh, simultaneously in the late 90s, we spiked opioid uh, prescription and we also defunded our mental health institutions. And guess and, what? We built more gated communities. Yeah. And so it was like <laughs> it was like the the trifecta of, of fucking stupidity. Yeah. And it's caused just like what you would expect it would cause if you looked at things rationally. <laughs> Which is a massive explosion in homelessness and and addiction, and you know, and then you add a fucking pandemic to it, and the depression caused by that, and the fucking job, uh, the job loss market. I mean, the rest of Canada is recovering, but fucking Alberta lost thirty four thousand jobs last month. Yeah, like this province is is just not not even treading water at this point. We're swallowing by the fucking mouthful. Like the it's, I don't know what the solution is here, but. I, I don't know. It's got to come quicker than fucking two more years from now. I, uh, I, I've I been under the impression the last few weeks we just start our own political party yeah. for Alberta, you and me. Yeah. And I've been giving it a lot of thought, and I, I think it would be a cool thing to do or try, you know, because even if we get one seat, 
we get that voice. That's all we need. Uh, yeah. And, you know, but uh, I hate to reference it, but look at any look at any political party that starts out. Usually it's an unpopular thing. But as soon as you get that voice out there in that political sphere, I mean, we're either going to get assassinated or we're going to get seats. One of the two. Yeah. I mean, especially if we're going know. after big business to the extent that I think we both agree needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, to some extent. Well, I, yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's specific businesses, right? Like... Uh, like there's there's a specific amount of in, like we want investment we don't want blackmail like we want we, we want to be invested in we don't want to be bought off so yeah. there's differences there right and the investment is worthwhile because the payoff it like the things we're, we're we've suggested aren't things that are just handouts that's the beauty of us talking about this is that we, we none of the things that we've suggested come at uh, a massive burden to the taxpayer. We've we've always discussed ways of accomplishing them somewhat rationally. Yeah, and right? you know, I started a thought a little while back, and I hate when I do this because I'll listen to the podcast again and I'll be like, God damn it, it's not it's not this part. Uh, but yeah, and I, I was talking about like education, and you know, when these kids miss school, uh, eventually they're going to graduate and they're going to get jobs, and when there's blanks in their education. You know, uh, they're not going to be able to get the same quality career or quality job that society needs of them. You're, you're literally creating more kids that aren't going to contribute more to taxes, that aren't are going to be a burden on the tax system that you're trying to make money for. I, I don't understand why we're going after teachers. I don't understand why we're going after nurses. We live in a place where it's, it's public. If you go, well, because I mean, I think you do. I think you do understand. It's just it's hard to acknowledge the fact that like, because what you said was the defensive tactic would be to privatize because that's how they would fight it. That's what the government wants them to do. I don't want them to. No, I know. Yeah. I know you don't. What I'm saying is that's what the government wants them to do. And that's that is would be a short term, somewhat semi effective. If we can't way even pick garbage themselves. up at the right place. For four fucking weeks, you're gonna thirteen thousand places. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, thirteen thousand homes, and we're gonna privatize education. That's, that's fucking food waste bins too, not just garbage. So it was garbage yeah, and their that's compost. Disgusting compost yeah. during a heat wave, mind nice. you. Yeah, delightful. I bet the magpies were super stoked though. Yeah, they yeah. were like, something's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like that's why there's less in my neighborhood. They've been it's talking be like ten times the magpies there next year. They're like, where's all the food? Yeah, it's all good. Well, maybe the next uh, we'll do a we'll do a little bit of a quick special on the next one. We'll do like a thirty minute. Let's talk about our fucking uh, yeah, our like, nine positions yeah, and I'm then what we would talk, talk about. about that, yeah. I, I think honestly, uh, just hearing all the uh, options there, I think I go with Brian the musician there. Yeah, uh, Mr. Breezy. I, I agree. I, I think that you know he just based on what research. you said. I mean, I got to do a little more research here. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I all I got to say is I grew up in St. Albert most of my life, and you know I I, I saw Edmonton you know, have all these awesome like municipal airport where you could, you know, go to the Edmonton flying club, learn how to fly as a 16 year old. Now you got to go all the way to the fucking airport yeah. and it costs more. Cause you're using, you know, you're not paying some guy in the flight tower there. You're paying a guy that works at the airport. Yeah. You know, every, all the costs got magnified, right? All this, a lot of this got shut down, uh, not just stars. Uh, I'm a little biased. My dad worked at, uh, the airport, um, you know, <laughs> he, he worked for transport Canada and, uh, you know, when that, when that, when they shut that down, they, they moved him to a transport safety board and he investigated accidents following that. But, you know, it's just really bitter. I mean, you had something that was making money for the city, was good for the city's health. 
and uh, it was it was a prosperous piece of land, you know, and they shut it down. And you know, I'm just I'm just sick of all these municipal mayors coming in and uh, lining their pockets at everyone else's expense. Yeah, so um, we need to we need to figure something out there. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we'll cut it off there. Thanks for tuning Absolutely. in. Great Thanks, conversation, guys. you guys. Love yeah. This. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Been See you next week, and right, hope you enjoy the special. Yeah.